0: Welcome, welcome to Frame oh. Rate, the show where we rate frames. Yeah, um, we got a special goodie for you guys this time. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Abe Epperson, one of your co-hosts. With me is
1: Michael Swaim, your other co-host.
0: And we have a special guest today. I would like that special guest to introduce themselves now.
2: Hello, my name is Daniel O'Brien, and I'm so happy to be here. This is my second time on Frame Rate. The first time we talked about uh, Groundhog Day, and now we're talking about a movie that I'm very excited to talk about.
0: Yes, uh, I'm going to be, I'll be the first one to say that I am unapologetic in my fanboydom toward this sh- the show Deadwood, mm. mm-hmm. and today we're covering the 2019, written by David Milch, directed by Daniel Minahan, Deadwood the movie. Yeah,
1: uh, quick question, Daniel. Have you seen the Deadwood movie?
0: I have seen the Deadwood movie
1: <laughs> multiple
2: times. Well, yes. while well, deep sea
1: fishing, I take it. But um,
2: yeah, uh, uh, yeah my, what are your
1: my you background of, of
2: Deadwood Go as a, yeah. a franchise is uh, the two of you told me to watch it. Like this was this was uh, mm. I, I guess like nine or ten years ago, where you were telling me to to check out this three season run HBO show and. At the time, I watched it by going to Blockbuster Video and getting the DVDs oh. of the show, and watching them alone in my apartment. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you guys were right. You, you you guys said you're gonna like this. It's it's uh it's very well written. It's Shakespearean in terms of the uh, monologues that the characters get to do. And yeah. I, uh, you you wisely knew that I I liked shows <laughs> where. Uh, people talk grandly, and yes. and you well, were, right, you were it was saying that, cocksucker
1: like, I, all the time around it's the cocks- office. Yeah, oh, Shakespeare yeah.
2: loved saying cocksucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first shows where I I didn't call out of work, but I was definitely late to work by like oh. season season three because I was just like <laughs> binging him like crazy, and then season three yeah. I yeah. was like, listen, I'm gonna. If I go to work having not finished this show, then I'll be distracted and I'll be unproductive. So I need to just finish it right now <laughs> just and
1: get it out of my system. Zone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this show makes me cry a lot. Did that's, you did that's... you watch it
2: while, when it was on? Because I watched it after the fact. Did you watch it while it was happening?
0: Uh no actually I caught I started watching season one I think after season three had completed like the year be- right after right
1: that. same is the I literally remember the news that it got abruptly canceled and wouldn't continue is what made me s- decide to watch it because I was like it's finite now so f- okay yeah. here
0: we go um, I can't recall why I watched it I just yeah. did and then uh, and then you're in it and I suggest to anyone who hasn't seen it. I don't know why you're listening to this, but like, you know, sure, pl- go watch it and stop listening to us, Jamokes.
2: Yeah, this is, is, is this, uh, how, how rare is this for, for frame rates? Cause you guys deal with like normal movies that most people have seen and this well, our is, process a, a, is a, yeah. a strange choice. This is a, a straight yeah. to HBO movie. Mm-hmm. That
1: well, you have special privilege, so uh, you with us. So, I believe you said, Let's do Deadwood movie, and we're like, Of course, because we're gonna watch that immediately. Mm. But traditionally, uh, we send a giant list of like pre selected movies from for the guests to select from. Um, but we have made exceptions like Black Panther, we were like, Well, we got to cover that, and we just found someone and did it. And I think Deadwood movie is similar, where it's like it feels like an event. Uh, for anyone who has a relationship to the show uh or who and knows the tragic news that David milch' is, has uh Alzheimer's now or is, has onset of Alzheimer's right um it feels like a major event that we have to like note and do honor to and sort of dig into um but yeah I I only started watching it after it was canceled and I'm wondering how did you guys feel about the, the wrap up as it stood without the movie? Because I think before we get into the movie itself, it's like, where are fans of the show coming from with the movie? You know? Uh, cause it ended with what swear engine scrubbing blood off the floor and
2: saying they
0: tell want them me to tell him
1: something pretty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell did Johnny that feel
1: satisfying pretty. enough to you guys?
2: Uh, I mean w- without the movie. Yeah. I think that's, uh, Perfect ending for what I think the show was trying to say, which is uh, Life I didn't like Like I didn't think the show had like a, a, a Crazy message or anything like that I thought the show was just trying to say like hey life is is chaotic and unpredictable and sometimes it's sad and sometimes It's good and sometimes it ends sooner than you'd like it to and when the show ended in a position where it was very clearly not ready to end, I thought was perfect. Even though it was not intentional, it was unintentionally a perfect end to that show.
1: So that begs the question to me should there have been a movie then, you know?
0: I'm glad there was a movie because the season 4 would have clearly been The Burning of Deadwood, which is where it was all going because that legitimately they took a lot of Deadwood the show uh, from history and then played with it in like unique ways like calamity jane is an actual person right you know, yeah it's, like it's
2: worth knowing that uh calamity jane is real al swearingen is real uh, yeah eb Bullock is real these are all real people who lived in a town in south dakota and they but, they had lives and it's worth pointing that out i think
0: yeah it's really uh, but like their interactions how they interacted with you completely fictional uh but one of the things that we know is like the big events they like to do like the idea of a lawless town that is then like yankton comes over and says you're now going to be under the south dakota province these are things that happen historically the burning of deadwood uh seems such a shoe-in for the george Hurst arc of season three where it's just like this guy's just Leviathan smiles is the episode that I always think about where he's just like, he, EB describes him as like a jackal, like skull looking at him, smiling at him. Like he's, he's haunted in kind of like you mentioned Shakespearean uh, stuff, Dan, like he's haunted, like Banquo's ghost, you know, like it's, there's a lot of um, credence spent toward, him cursed being like this force of nature that ultimately is going to like destroy the town right and since they couldn't do that they this is the best they could do and i feel it was an apt kind of end to the show well Well, they rebuilt uh, uh, the set
1: didn't they for this they could have burned it if they so like they chose not to
0: it's funny the actual deadwood set a few years ago in the fires (laughs) actually burned apropos of nothing right other than global warming, I guess. I don't know. So I mean, they could
2: have burned, but I think
1: I, it's. Yeah, go ahead, Dan.
2: That's kind of what I don't like about the movie. I mean, I love the movie because I, uh, at this point, feel tremendous connection to all the characters, and the actors are so good playing them that, like, you. you I will always want to see Timothy Oliphant play Bullock. I'll always want to see Ian oh, yeah. McShane play. I'll always want to see these characters do whatever they're doing. Like, I I would check in with them every five years if I could. But Mm. I still didn't love the movie just because uh, I think it should have ended with the burning of the town. Because the whole point of the show was that... uh, the Wild West is ending. This town in South Dakota... Modernity is arriving. Yeah, there. like, they're, they're, they're trying to resist Yankton as much as they possibly can, but George Hearst is coming, and George Hearst has not only money, but he has the future on his side. And yeah. if he can't get the town to bend to his will, then he is going to burn the town to the ground, which is what he did in real life. And yeah. what I think a good ending of that show would be, like, the way they ended it now in the movie, where... George Hurst goes to prison. I guess, like Bullock, pinches his ear and drags him He's to, like, to to jail. I, I would
1: have gotten away with it too if it wasn't right. for Bullock. Like, no, that's not true.
2: <laughs> you 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 fucking win. The rich guy wins. The rich guy always wins. Mm-hmm. And well, I that's wish what the I show did that. Like yeah. my like my favorite end of Deadwood is the town burns to the ground and Al Swearengen gets shot in the back of the head at a bar in Chicago, which is, I think how he died.
1: That, yes, I was about to bring that up because that actually bothered me more is that they changed how Al Swearengin died and I don't know why it bothered me because I don't bother when they take license with other things, but it, always seemed perfect that that is how Al should die. So it yeah. was weird that he, it felt like I felt the same way about Breaking Bad season five, where I'm like, well, the popularity of Walter White as a character is starting to warp the, the plot as it was originally yeah. intended. You can feel it. Um, but I also think, yeah, uh, if there is a theme to Deadwood other than I do think Milch is interested in character studies in a box of his own design, but the loose theme is like, that it's interesting that humans do the opposite of the universe goes from order to chaos because of entropy. But in the limited scope of a human life, we tend to like little ants take chaos and turn it into order. So if you're the kind of person who thrives in chaos, uh, or even is familiar with chaos, your area, like you got to keep on the move because every time, eventually order reaches you and swallows you up. Um, But I think what I, okay. So then I'm wondering if you guys felt the same right when the movie ended, I was like, I don't know how to feel about this and I don't know if I like it. Um, But after some time and distance, I feel like I understand that what they were doing is more of an end to each of the character arcs versus the end of the historical narrative. And yeah. then I was like, objectively, that's a legitimate thing to do. It was a character-driven thing. And what they really did is like, like it de- the important point is not that Hearst is in jail or not, but that Bullock once <laughs> decided not to uh, give into his anger problem yeah. and instead say, no, don't beat Hearst to death in the street. Um, I'm going to stay with my brother's widow because that's society. Um, right. Although, I got to say, I that's the one time I was like, no, no. Beat him to death in the street. Or he should destroy the town. It's all or nothing. Something like I wanted something definite to
2: happen. You thought Bullock should beat Hearst to death in the street?
1: Or... Uh, well, it was basically Lion King, right? Allow yeah. Scar to be ripped apart by the... Um, right, the,
2: the town had gone crazy and was, was stoning him death, right. essentially.
1: And I think if Bullock allowed it, but I see why they didn't. It, it depends what your priority is. If your priority is to decide definitively what happened with Hearst and his relationship to Deadwood, you want to see some kind of thing happen... But if you're just thinking, does Bullock ever overcome his anger problem? Then yes, this is conclusive to that. You know, yeah. it depends, like, what level of the show you are most interested in, I think.
2: Which I sort of didn't want from this show. Like, I, d- I didn't want there to be any kind of sense of karmic justice. I didn't want Bullock to learn anything. I didn't want Hearst to fail at the end because I thought the point of the show was. Uh, not necessarily bleakness but just a a harsh version of reality where, where where you don't always get justice where where sometimes bad guys win that's what i thought the show was moving us towards this entire time and then to find out that the show ends with a wedding and the bad guy going to jail was, <laughs> was kind of a,
1: yeah. When you put it that way.
2: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah. But didn't you want calamity Jane to sober up and be with Joni Stubbs? That was the one thing that I was like, just let it happen. Just do it. I want, I
2: didn't actually want also separate from really, like, I, I didn't like how optimistic the show ended. Cause I think that the optimistic ending betrays the spirit of the show. Uh, mm. I was surprised watching the movie because if if you're doing this movie, you're going to tie all the loose ends from a show that was off the air 10 years ago. And I was surprised at how much of this movie was about the Calamity Jane, Joni Seb's relationship and uh, stuff going on with Trixie. Those things. Well, also. It was like, oh, I I didn't realize that was the point of the show. I thought those were like side things and if you
1: strip away the go ahead go ahead
0: i really want to hug you dan (laughs) you really (laughs) want to what airwaves hug you uh, through the airwaves just because uh i think you're right about that i think that there is some like there's something pure about the way that you're interpreting the events but remember this is tv like it is about the characters it is about like Chiming in with your friends every five years like you were talking about and I think that doing service to it is what every ending of every show that was like limited because of it like it was cut out early i mean we think about things like serenity and spoilers for i I don't care uh (laughs) like you know there's death there's deaths in like serenity after firefly stuff like that like they want to put it to bed because they want to make it so it's like it's done you can't do that and it's true that this is a happy ending in that like the way that you say it when you boil it down it's like a pretty much a win for almost everyone, except for, of course, the inciting Charlie Utter death, yeah. which is the bigg- biggest tragedy. But there's... Um,
1: and fell most in line, to Daniel's point, with the old yeah. show. Like, I flashed back to the episode where uh, Bullock fights a Native American dude over a burial mound and then weeps mm-hmm. at the bar like, he was just trying to honor his friend and I killed him, yeah. I had to kill him. And I'm like, this movie never comes near that level of darkness it felt what, like cheers was wrapping up and you're like and goodbye to you right.
0: and goodbye what I disagree, to you <laughs> what i disagree with i guess with your guys's interpretation of like on the other side like you mentioned the many moral shades of seth bullock and you just want seth bullock not to learn and you found that at the end by having him not allow every, the the mob to beat hearst in the street was like a success for bullock mm-hmm Yeah. You know, but I don't think, like, in that, like, we're all trying to make Bullock be better. I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. Like, for example, when Al tells Bullock that he should murder the people who murdered Charlie, he scoffs at it. Like, he says, like, uh, he says there's a line that says basically, like, I need to oh, you're just going to – we should go kill him. This is Bullock talking to Al. We should just kill him. You're saying that we we should just uh, go past all lawfulness and just, like, be crazy murderers yeah. then? And he's like, hey, that's what Hearst did to you and to Charlie. And he was like, no, uh, I don't – he has a line that says, I interp- my job is to interpret and enforce the law. Yeah. It's not to follow it. Now, I think that Bullock is saying in that moment – Uh, it's like a pun because what Bullock is trying to say to Al is that I'm not a mindless law drone spitting out consequences of actions. I interpret law. So yes, there is flexibility here, but the reason it's a pun is because it jump cuts immediately to him setting fire to her slumber.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah.
0: Which is another way of saying like, I don't, I, when he says I, I'm not, I, I don't follow the law. He's actually meaning I'm going to break the law. Right, well, like, I, yeah. I guess I'm, I, my,
2: my question with that is, uh, do you think that, um, uh, setting fire to Hearst lumber? Is that the act of Bullock as a vigilante or is it the act of Bullock, uh, thinking that he is doing what he is allowed to do within the confines of the
0: law? Like, like I, instigating does, acting Hurst like as part of a plan like,
1: to draw him out. Yeah. Sorry? Um, he thinks...
0: I think... I mean, I have an answer, see, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. I, have, I was going to bring up Serenity too, which I do think is the perfect example of it felt like a movie in the traditional sense that a movie feels like a movie, and this felt like a TV movie. And I think it's a very good TV movie, but the, that led to my feeling of weird disappointment at first was like... It wasn't like the difference between Firefly and Serenity. It was like a long episode of the show. And I think that Burning the Lumber, as the as an extension of the show, what I know about Bullock, the character, which I like, it was the same thing I thought about, what's his name, Big Daddy and Kick-Ass, is you're like, someone like Batman or someone like John Wayne, their actual psychological profile would be that they have dangerous frightening anger problems and i saw that as a constant theme for bullock so i think that is why the end of his arc is like i liked that he left the alma thing alone and she vice versa it was like yeah they love each other and can't be together that situation will sustain because there's no way around that that's that um Him accepting that and saying, I'm home, being his last lines, I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of too schmaltzy for the show. But what I got from it was, whether right or wrong, my interpretation was, yeah, it's a happy ending. Bullock is working on his anger and he decided to stay sexually loyal to his brother's widow yeah okay like that's that for me it's like it's like Sam switching the lights off at Cheers even down to like obviously Al being the final scene it was so wrap up it was almost too wrap up yeah that's what I don't ways. like about this
2: movie because uh, I did by the way love the movie but I yes, didn't it's like great. how wrap <laughs> up-y everything was it's, I was, I w- I was so... bummed at how optimistic it was because that betrays what the show was and I was bummed yeah. by how wrap-up-y everything was. It was like, oh, so Bullock just, like, has a family now. He's like a dad with three kids, and he's happy mm-hmm. doing his thing, I guess. And Hurst is <laughs> in jail, and Al died a hero, and he's so is and he fine, had, yeah. I guess. She I has don't know. a baby
1: with Saul.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, it, I, I think I'm, I'm happy about this. I think this is, we can put this to bed. It, it make it pleases me that we all kind of agree and disagree to different shades. Something that I was biting my tongue about. Yeah, but like, I Abe, I, really... I,
2: I have to, I'm going to interrupt you. Did you, did you like yeah. the movie?
0: <laughs> oh, I love the movie. I okay, great. It's okay. fantastic. Uh, something I wanted to ask you guys, because my interpretation, I looked at it after, and I like went into the internet, and it like spit a bunch of shit back at me, and I was like, Oh, people think differently about the ending than I interpret it when I watched it, and then I was like, "No, but my buddies Dan and Michael are going to think like I think about how what happened to Al Swearengen at the very end. He fucking died." He didn't. I don't think he died. The really? Gleet
1: finally. The gleat no. worked its way to his brainstem, and he died, dude.
0: No, no, that's not necessarily. Okay, you're doing a bit. I get it. You get think it. he ascended we to Zenithus like or what? No, I just think that. He, um, I think it's reminiscent of another scene in the show when he gets the shit beat out of him by Bullock, mm-hmm. and it's kind of this Rondo form. Like, season, yes, he's gonna season die. Season two soon. premiere. Yes, exactly. And the uh, ending of it is he's just sitting in his bed and he's just beat to shit and he's tired and he just exhales and it looks like he's dying, but it's like that. And there's also another thing about Westerns that it's true that there's a Western trope that when you are seen without shoes, yeah. you that's your death scene. I think that Deadwood has time and time again... Tro- chosen tropes like aces and eights for like Wild Bill Hickok, and yeah. like done something to uh, kind of undermine it. So that doesn't convince me outright. And in well, addition, well, let me, you just let me dug ask you your something.
1: own grave, sir. Let, let me ask you
2: something. What's what's uh, what is interesting about Al not dying at the end of the show? What I like like narratively. What, what is exciting about that?
1: Are you saying he goes on to get shot in the back of the head like history dick Yeah, Pets? I mean,
2: like, like sure. The, I don't the, care. If the, the show is leaving you to think, like, either he's. You seem to care. Either a he bit. dies right no. there. Either he dies of this uh, liver disease that he has contracted from yeah. drinking too much. Or yeah. he miraculously pulls out of it. and Because he doesn't alive stop drinking to that. excess. I don't like, he I stops don't drinking. And then, like, what? what is. And, and then what? Like, what? what is the argument for keeping Al Elsewhere Engine alive at the end of this uh, movie? What the, does he do? The argument,
0: it's it's because you're looking for, like, uh, you're looking for it to have a signifying point. I want to point you to your own, everything gets really real. It's a darker reality because it's dealing with lawlessness. To that, I say that it doesn't matter that he survived. I'm just saying he doesn't necessarily die at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's going to die. He's very old. He's got cirrhosis. You know, like... He, there's many things working against him, but like it's not important whether he dies at the, that moment or not. Right, what well, it does offer is that it offers the sense of continuity and the lack of... like All I was bringing it up for was the fact that you're like, everything's so complete at the end of the show or at mm-hmm. the end of the movie that I'm like, you don't really need to see it as complete because with Seth Bullock, he's still got anger issues. Yeah. He just kept himself from doing one thing which we've seen before he's capable of that right but right. he still wants to beat the shit out of people to an like well that's why lawful degree and that's the same why they concocted
1: al. like the happy ending is there was a sneaky spy and they kill him he's the sacrifice to the plot yeah. but as far as al goes i just think it's interesting because highlighting that scene also brought up the other time that i noticed our other issue with the movie which was like I understand given the context of that scene and his physical state, he probably wouldn't have someone sucking his dick during that monologue, but Mm -hmm. it just reminded me because of the shot sequence of all the scenes from the early seasons where he does Shakespearean monologues while his dick's being sucked, and I was like, yeah, see, that would never happen in this movie. It feels like a Westworld version of Deadwood, or I don't know. It did feel less dangerous. The whole thing, and maybe that's an intentional aspect of yeah. Well, order is descending upon this place, but um,
2: I, I I agree that it, it felt less dangerous. Uh, apart from the murder of Charlie Utter, which we should really get into. It, yeah, the movie felt yeah. mostly toothless to me. Very very yeah. very, very safe. Very very. Uh, Pleasant.
0: I think...
1: Like a well-made play. So, yeah. like, the actual definition of that. I agree with that. that. I feel
0: yeah. like... And maybe that's where we're all kind of dancing around, the feeling that it's not a complete movie because the stakes feel a little bit held back. It's also... It's uh, such a
2: strange change of pace from the show, The show that, that took many episodes and many years to unfold stories, and now you're going to try to tell one story in an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, it's just not... It's it's not a good fit. Like I, I want Bullock burning Hearst Lumber episode five of a season sure, of yeah. television. I don't want that, it thirty five minutes into a movie.
1: I want Cy Oliver resurrected from the grave, end of right. episode one. Though. Power yeah. spoof.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want Richardson as well. He was uh, greatly missed. Yeah. The um Yeah, I mean that's I, what did you, I do you well. what, what what did
2: you what did you think about the, the uh, pacing of this but, movie compared to the show.
0: Yeah, It, uh, and it so, had okay, notable ahead. differences because it had a... First off, it had a, 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 a structural element that the others doesn't... The, the show doesn't have because it had to do flashbacks out of necessity right. to like oh we're referencing this the murder of Jen this long you know, right? chain
1: of events you need to get caught up on yeah, yeah. Right.
0: and then <laughs> and then we're like so show a shot of a knife and Jen walking in you know without and so that was weird uh, it does feel Game of Thrones up in that I took a, I as I always do I take a stopwatch the uh, the scene per minute number or the like the length the average length of scene is so, is somewhere between 80 and 90 seconds It's. It's wicked fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's insane, and, and that's, that's like Game of Thrones levels. That's the because show of the ensemble was, nature.
1: The show was much slower, though, wasn't it? Yes, yes very. Okay. That, like, it's, yeah. like
0: it's the show's average is like about three minutes. Because I remember, uh, yeah, plenty of three three long
1: minutes. breakfast scenes where they eat the whole meal and like have a conversation yeah. about shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's about as ha- The scenes are for all. Intents and purposes half of what the show is. Yeah, so you can feel
1: that he's doing a different thing.
0: Yeah, the fact that
2: in this movie there was a a prominent murder, a funeral, a wedding, a a birth, (laughs) is insane for Deadwood's pacing.
0: Yes, insane. You would never have all of that in one episode. And the, the first birth- boba tea chain
1: opened in Deadwood. It was nuts, all yeah. kinds of shit.
0: Like we find out, <laughs> we find out that Trixie is pregnant in scene like number seven, mm-hmm. and she gives birth in like scene twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like they're not even, they're not even fucking. How did you stop and? F-
1: feel about uh, because I yeah Charlie Utter's actual murder is the inciting incident but I would say the escalating incident or whatever possibly break into act two I'd have to Mm. I didn't do a stopwatch so that's just my gut instinct is Trixie
0: oh yes just
1: going I'm gonna fuck everything up (laughs) I'm gonna just go hey you only guy who's a threat to me in this whole wide world while I'm pregnant see my face remember me mm-hmm. you want me dead remember okay i was, Good. I was surprised by
2: that <laughs> I, I i didn't know uh what to think of that really I, I mean like the character is cool the actress is incredible but i yeah. i didn't have a beat on her as like this is the rabble rouser really who's going to question oh really in, in, well it was the in guilt the, in the yeah. square I, I didn't anticipate that
0: she always to me was uh an element that would just like fuck shit up because she would get angry yes like, the, but i always get the motivation
1: that, in this case i can't trace a clear motivation for that happening at that moment
0: yeah uh two things to me One, the guilt that she has to live with every single day for the fact that she was saved by Al, quote unquote, by the murder of an innocent Jen.
2: No, that's huge. And then
0: on top of everything, the murder of Ellsworth, her good friend, Mm -hmm. uh, the murder of the town, the fucking up of Al. Uh, There's a moment where Saul Starr is like. Remember, there's. It's early on when he kills. She kills a hooplehead in season one, uh-huh. and like the doc is like taking an apparatus, and he's like, "Oh, this is weird. The brain it went into the, the brain, but he's still yeah. talking." Yeah, and she's like, because she shot someone, and Al is like, "You can't just shoot people." Uh, and so I'm gonna like beat the shit out of you because you know that's like how it went, I guess. And uh, she, he puts his foot on her throat, and she goes, "I'll be good." Yeah. Uh, to Saul in the movie is an echo of the season, that season one line uh, when like he's when like you, when you gotta she's shut sprang. up don't you understand that her, when she's yeah. yelling out at the balcony just at first. just shut hers, the fuck up yeah he's yeah. like shut the fuck up You're, you do you realize like he can notice you and like when that happens we're all fucked you know uh, and she says I'll be good I think she's always been that kind of. But you think it's it's uh, in, chaos. in
2: character for her to go out on the balcony and yell at, at this point, a senator? Because it's
1: that, not, not like strategic. Not the first time. She would that's ambush tr- him like she did the first time.
0: She yeah. used to do that. Yeah, she used to say that. Now, it's true he's now a senator, so that's one thing, but she doesn't care about that bullshit. I also she, thought it was
1: fucking weird she how. She also shot
0: him, you know? Like,
1: all the extras in the thoroughfare, like, John wicked it. Like, everyone's <laughs> like this crazy shit is happening let's stop the parade and turn and listen to this mad woman let's
2: see what she has (laughs) to say as she chooses to speak this pregnant screaming woman from
0: the balcony (laughs) Uh, no no no. good points coming out from overland left field i need to hear this well that's i mean
1: (laughs) hearst is definitely doesn't have the savvy of a modern senator to like zero in on the one heckler in the crowd and be like i'm going to engage you as a serious peer (laughs) and like try to convince you you're wrong.
2: He yeah. is. I will. I will also say that uh, McRaney, uh, who plays Hurst, is so good. I can't even say <laughs> yeah, how good he is. Good. He's a guy who was in uh, Coach Ma-
0: Major Dad. He was.
2: He was Major Dad or was Coach. He was, <laughs> he was Major, Major Dad. He was Major yeah. Dad. Okay. Um, he was Major Dad and then disappeared for so long and then did Deadwood. Did the A Team movie doesn't really do a whole lot, but he is so goddamn good. I can't even yeah. stand it. And he, you gotta he,
0: watch, sorry, I
2: was interrupting. No, he he's, he's just the, I mean, Ian McShane is great, but he is yeah. to me the standout
0: of the Deadwood
2: movie. He's so.
0: You gotta watch good. the fucking interviews that people have with him about Deadwood. He fucking loves it. He's really? so nice. into it. Yeah, it's like anytime I need to wake me up, where I'm like, ah, oh, I fucking love the world sometimes. Because he's just like. Deadwood is amazing. It's my favorite <laughs> thing I've ever done. It, t- I, it brought me back from the dead. Like, he's just like, it's so fantastic. Everyone is so good. I feel like I'm on hallowed ground every I, time I walk on that Honestly,
1: set. I'm a Leviathan. I'm the <laughs> yeah, Leviathan. Yeah, I
0: am the Leviathan.
1: <laughs> the gold, it speaks to me from under the mountain.
2: <laughs> the,
0: the boy the earth talks to me. Yeah. yeah. He's just so
2: good. I can't even stand how good he is. This, this well, I actor think- who doesn't work enough probably should and he just like pops up every once in a while to do deadwood movies for the three of us right
1: (laughs) milch also i feel like would write a great like cycle of batman comics because he's has a special flair for different shades of unthinkably evil villain (laughs)
2: like Mm -hmm.
1: uh the show's rogues gallery is way better than the heroes' gallery, which are like interesting twists on tropes you've seen before, but I mean, counting Eb as a as a type of villain. Psy Wait, Toliver Swamer, who do you think are the
2: who who do you think are the heroes of Deadwood?
1: Well, I'd say Bullock, uh-huh. Alma, uh, Joni, Calamity, Utter. Okay, that's and fair. then Swearingen has that gray area where which I don't know if I like it. Like, you were mentioning him. And here's the thing. I also sometimes understand why I don't think it's appropriate to lightly put in something, like, even if it's a period piece, a pimp, you know, stepping on a a sex worker's throat. But if that's your show and that's where you're going to go, it also seems weird to me that by season three you're like, elsewhere in He's a pretty good dude, though. Yeah. <laughs> like you are able to forget that early shit that happened.
0: I don't think he's ever a good dude. He has a weird moral assessment of. I don't like, think they're
2: all. I don't think he's a good dude. I they're, think there are just no. Uh, he's not. Worst dudes are introduced. Is is exactly, the thing that saves exactly. <laughs> Yeah, i I didn't want
0: to. I didn't want to move on from because I love what we're doing, but I Ooh. just I had to throw yeah. in. Uh, what I thought was one of the best back and, in inter- uh, interchanges that was yeah. like, okay, this is David Milch being David Milch because it was, we're talking about Hearst and how much of a, you know, a ba- like a bastard he is <laughs> and the interchange between Charlie and Hearst when, uh, Hearst is trying to buy his, uh, land, yeah, uh, has the best Milch back and forth. It's three lines, Charlie. Maybe getting motherfucked this morning in the thoroughfare by a woman in the bargain has some what got your back up. Not the accolade you looked at for in your return to fucking camp. Hearst, proffering that assessment, sir, is hardly your proper balawak. Charlie, as far as that, I wasn't proffered it any fucking way. It's just like combining like this high prose with just. Yeah any fucking way or return to fucking camp yeah yeah. like it's just so sometimes that is that's the soup i want to mix mixing eloquence with vulgarity
2: is perfect milchian writing and eb gets
1: one monologue to himself in the dark so you're like milch knows what the fabric of his universe is
2: yeah right how did you guys feel about uh charlie utter dying Oh, awful. Uh, I think
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awful and it was when it happened I was like of course it did because it was this it's like they had to they had to jump start the inciting event in the movie Right, you have to, to mimic what, because the Ellsworth death death is what really was propelling the series at that point. It should have been so,
1: Ellsworth dying, but they already did that, so they yeah, had they to have already, a second yeah. person, yeah. And
0: they <laughs> couldn't just like do a quick cut of all of the series. Because literally, to do another death. The end yeah, of Ellsworth's like...
1: arc is he is in the position to safeguard Alma's land holdings in the area. That would have mm-hmm. been Ellsworth doing that.
0: It's more perfect. Yeah. It is
2: more perfect, but if Ellsworth is dead, you have to kill someone, and it has to break yes. everyone's
0: heart. And so it's got to be exactly. It's got to be Charlie.
1: I could have seen Joni Stubbs dying. That would have been very sad Yeah, everyone. Uh, that would yeah, not have had uh, an
2: impact on me because I didn't really care about Joni Stubbs' as a character.
0: Personally. I don't think it oh, would no. have an impact on Bullock. <laughs> no, Cheers.
2: it would not. Oh yeah, you're
1: trying to John Wick Bullock and to yeah. flip it out. Yeah, you gotta set him
2: off. You know what? Yeah. Here, here's another thing that bugged me about this this movie that I love so much is uh, not enough Eb. If I'm being totally honest, totally, agree. Totally. Absolutely. My favorite character from the whole series, and he's got like two major bits in this. He's got the a uh, 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 small monologue, and he whispers to Bullock about Hearst's plans, and that's really it.
0: Remember he all, he pisses himself in front of Hearst. Yes,
2: and
1: and remember he's <laughs> and, mayor and, of the town, <laughs> and and he tries
0: to use a telephone. But yeah, it's true. It's no, it's not traditional EB where he's like kind of a tragic character. It's like it's post tragedy yeah. where he's just vile and pathetic. It's like when but,
1: Slimer just became a member of the Ghostbusters who hangs out instead yeah. of having his own thing right, going on. Right, right. That's yeah. It's just like.
0: Just die, Slimer. (laughs) But yeah. He does have one of my favorite comedic moments, which is Hearst contracts out the killing of Samuel because Samuel witnessed uh, Charlie's death to the two guys who did the killing. Right. And EB's in the fucking, apparently in the... Uh, hotel you can get in the in between the walls which is a thing now yeah. like he's fucking i don't know like he's a fucking How Tim have we Branson not seen character. that in the show I know. yeah <laughs> and he's looking in and he's like he her says something like yes basically kill him and then EB looking in goes oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> he, like, yeah. ho- hobbles off like a mouse. It's just like, oh man, EV, you never were you never were really good, but man, you've yeah. really fallen.
2: What did you think about speaking of side characters, what did you think about the side plot with uh uh the sex worker and Johnny Burns?
0: Yeah, I thought that was honestly the worst part of the show i did love lady the lady johnny lady. burns got
1: winged again because his like role is just to get minor injuries in the show right. over and right. over yeah is that um, uh you,
2: you, you, you guys would know better uh he says i'm i'm fucking shot or like shot i am and Al says yeah. you'll, you'll live. Gonna, Is that a repeat? Did yeah. they did they do that in the season? Yeah, yes, they,
0: they did. They, yeah. they, they yeah. said that earlier. Yes, okay, that's another callback. Fairly um,
1: shot, be ye says I. <laughs> <laughs> be ye says
0: I. Uh, did yeah, I did, will s-
1: Speaking of which, is there any arc for Dan Doherty? I can't recall if there was. And uh, he's one a little sentimental
0: of one that I, it's actually I want to talk about yeah, Johnny and Dan and where what's happened to them in these 10 years. I like you know. Dan's fashion, I like Dan's
2: fashion a whole lot. I like that Dan has cut his oh, hair yeah. and is like like a clearly yeah. a more respectable member right. of society. Eye I mean, gouger, it's, it's like a <laughs> very obvious symbol of like Yankton coming to South Dakota. And mm-hmm. turning the Wild West into uh, modern culture, but I still right. Yeah, he always I, wanted
0: baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. But I still like that. I like that. I like that. Dan is is uh, moving with the times instead of being left behind by
0: them. Right. I like that. I want to. I want to. There's a specific moment that Dan Doherty has that I want to ask you guys about and what your thoughts on about it. Because not once in the show does Dan Doherty ever take orders from anyone but Al. But when Samuel's getting beat out in the street and Bullock hears of it from E.B. after the, um, the auction, Al points at Bullock and says, follow. And Bullock says, with Al. And Dan says, staying. As um, if to say he's listening to Bullock's orders over Al. What is your interpretation of that?
1: I think the more important half in Dan's mind is not that he is listening to Bullock, but that he's going to protect Al regardless.
0: So he's just always the loyal
2: guy, so yeah, there's no he, real shame he, lo- he loves Al so much.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I That's did cute. think there's one really interesting aspect about Johnny's character that we learn, which is if we remember at the end of season three, literally the last line, uh, we hear this, tell him something pretty, mm-hmm. referring to don't tell, don't tell Johnny what really happened. Right, yeah, tell, tell,
2: tell Johnny a sweet lie about how <clears throat> she died. Instead of right, this real thing yeah. where I murdered her.
0: Right, but then when he's talking to when he's talking to uh, the the what's her name? Um, God, I forgot because she's the only new character in it. Yeah, um, new girl. Character. When he's talking to new girl. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he's mentioning um, to her. Uh, she's like, Where's J- where Jen go? And you said she died, and then she and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's um, but Johnny makes clear that he knows that something happened because he says yeah. she died of poor luck, yeah. And yeah. then he goes on to say that she died because it, like she dies as a consequence of nothing that she had control over. Um, so he knows Alan me chose means to he have her knows, die somehow. Yeah, yeah, he knows somewhat about it, mm-hmm. which is news to us. So that's it's the only up. thing that that scene was like, that's a change for him.
1: That's true, and that is he's dark. He's fine
0: with it. He's been hidden in the darkness his whole, in the entire show, because he's too dumb. Yeah, his main thing is he's dumb. He's included. Yeah, he's included on, he's in the know about shit. Or he absorbed
1: it enough, slowly enough, that he's rationalized. Like, he might not be happy about it, but he accepts it and moves on. I
0: I love that one scene in the show where he actually gets things right. Like, it's like one of the notes that they're passing through between Hearst and Al. And Mm -hmm. he's like, maybe it's this. And then Al is like, realizes that that's correct and he just punches johnny for being <laughs> yeah. not a dummy <laughs> uh did you yeah he like miss mm-hmm. titus wooliver at all i did but i'm he, honestly it's kind of perfect in the way of if one person uh who hadn't died but just couldn't make it it makes sense that it would be the guy who's kind of the mercenary yeah would just wouldn't be there and you don't need to explain it so he was so but busy working explained. on bosh yeah because he's a lead uh but you know, Silas was always a great character, but um, not. I didn't miss him. I just would have liked to have seen him. Yeah. Was
1: Jeffrey Jones briefly in it? I think he, he was, was. To my surprise, he was the auctioneer.
0: Okay. He was. Yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah. He was there. Crazy. Which is crazy because that it, guy. Uh, it's, but it did was seem child born, so. right?
1: But it did seem like a scene that they threw him, like, all right, get him in, get him out,
0: <laughs> get out yeah, of here, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I think he was he was a main part of the show, and then that yeah. shit came out. They're like, we gotta include him. But um, oh, speaking mm. of which, uh, I don't.
2: This is a, a question for the people who made this show. Uh, I don't think Alma needed to be in this movie at all, but I also think she absolutely needed to be in this movie because you can't make a Deadwood movie without Alma, but I mm-hmm. don't really know what function she served. It's That's the weird thing about making season four of this show a two-hour movie. What I believe her function...
1: Yeah, it felt like her function was just to raise the question once more of... Will Bullock buck order because he's a lawful good D character? Will he buck order for love? And they decided that the Wild West answer is no. He yeah. has to submit to like the rules of society as it's dictated.
2: But
0: like, were, um, you, were you invested? But then in this why is she that right? <clears throat> no, I love I liked how they played that. But, I was uh, in
1: the show, but I feel like in the movie. It was literally just there was like a scene where you're like, She's in town. Well, they use her largesse to outbid Hearst.
0: Yeah. That's the a yeah. key. I mean she's point. got so money. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But Bitch is fuck. Uh, yeah, it makes me wonder it made it's one of the things that makes me realize this is the finale of a TV show, not a movie. Because in movie writing logic, she needed more to do or didn't need to be there. But in TV show finale logic, you know, Diane has to come back at the end of Cheers, even if she hasn't been there for three years, to be like, I am also here. So long, everyone.
0: I think the bidding works to me as, like, she's necessary, because without it, uh, it's just a bunch of people who don't like Hearst trying to challenge Hearst, but they have no authority. The one authority that Hearst needs to respect is money, which having you know Alma in their corner to throw that shit around infuriates him to no end to the point that now not only are they insulting him in the street and not giving him what he wants even Mm -hmm. though they're you know, he's like, I'll I'll raise hey Charlie, I'll raise the thirty five hundred to four hundred. Right. And then it's in so the bidding much. war it goes to seventy three and she's like, I'm gonna match you every single time and he's like, Fuck this. Like he is a rat in a cage, and that's the one thing he hates more and than anything. And it's satisfying. So,
1: but it's very I just satisfying. felt she had a bit of like a Captain Marvel effect or a Superman effect. I would have liked to see her come under some kind of Legal or financial threat because of that, and have to get herself out of a jam just yeah. so that she had a thing that she was doing from her mm-hmm. point
0: of right. view some, in her some own pressure
2: life. Pressure <laughs> put upon her that yeah, she can some
0: kind of additional, additional season, perhaps. Yeah. that's is I realized that the reason I'm
1: harsh on the movie is not actually mainly fault of the f- movie. I think it's really well done, which we have to keep saying, but it's that I want it to be another season of the show. And they did the best you can do to appease that, but it's not possible. I wanted it to not stop. Yeah, I I
2: I didn't want a movie. If you're going to do this 10 years later, I want season four of Deadwood, honestly. I want, like, still keep it 10 years later. Still age every character up, but don't do too and a half hours or whatever the movie length was, just like make it a normal. <laughs> Who, are of <laughs> Who are you most Age shocked?
1: Who are you most shocked to up? see ten years older? Hmm. Was there anyone that shocked you when you saw them no, ten years older? They're
0: actually, ten years older. I I, no, was, I know, uh, but I'm saying some uh, of the people.
1: I was like, whoa! I it's been a rough ten, 10 years. <laughs> Charlie. Utter. Charlie Utter surprised me.
0: Charlie Utter. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did notice. Uh, Calamity Jane looks the goddamn same.
1: She's yep yeah exactly oh my God. the same. Oh my God but I thought I Saul did star that looked a little something John Hawks. The look
0: something Timothy Olfant had uh, has done to his teeth um Veneers, oh, Really? Maybe. yeah, yeah, they're too pearly. Yeah. <laughs> those pearly whites. Yeah, it it takes you out of it uh, a little bit for a Western. (laughs) You're like, it's the
1: West. He should have lost some of these by now. Well, he
0: put all of that justified money right back into his teeth. I do. There was uh, his his conversation with Charlie Utter uh,
2: bumped me in a way that I I didn't like when he was talking to Utter, and uh, he was not speaking. The dinner invite. It was. Pre dinner invite. It was when Charlie Otter was talking about how Hearst had put uh, a bid on his land, and mm. uh, Timothy Oliphant was like, "Charlie Otter gets this bid," and he says yes, and then one day he doesn't have any land anymore. And it was like this 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 strange, uh, very modern use of sarcasm that seemed strange to me, strange oh, for the time, and also strange for. Bullock as a character who and Bullock, Bullock wasn't
1: really the one that was usually conscious of like larger no, social trends being no, a threat. Bullock yeah. is, is, is
2: like headfirst stupid, which yeah, is he's what like, I love Oh, someone's
1: Bullock. mistreating a lady. Oh, I will be there, and yeah, I will punch I'm gonna them beat the, the shit face. out of someone in the street <laughs> yeah. and not
2: think
0: about I, it. I think that's kind of because that's the Seth Bullock approach to life. Uh, as um, I think, well, yeah, that the quote. Do you ever think the about not comes, going
1: at something straight away? Yeah, you no. ever think
0: Bullock, No, uh, which is the perfect... Also, that shot is beautiful. But, very um, It's yeah. also emotionally... It, it's very resonant to the scene where... Um, remember when, after Walcott in the show... Murders a bu- the entire chesame except yeah. for Joni, and then they start deciding maybe that should turn into a schoolhouse for the children, mm-hmm. uh, and they're talking about like the temporary situation of like the theater people buying all this. It's like a whole hatched plan, and Charlie Other is like the point man, and he goes to Bullock and he's like all right so here's the thing we got the theater people they want this they got we got these people Joni. i'm worried about that and then we got Clamity jane and i don't know what her problem is and he's just like laying down like a, like you do it when you go to therapy yeah to seth bullock he's like my main question is basically would your wife be okay as the teacher moving where the schoolyard is and she's like yeah why would she fucking care yeah. he's like he is very I think Seth Bullock that sarcasm that you're talking about, which I definitely know what you mean, and that may be a failure of writing a little bit. But, but I still he can think the impetus be behind sarcastic. the character he's very callous when like he's only about what's in front of him and if that matters and if yeah. he's lawful good. And so if anything else, he's like, That's stupid. Stop wasting my time no, sometimes. Sure. He's still and he's definitely not like very
2: his yeah. his prime motivation is still like George Hurst wants this thing, so I'm against it. Like like that's yep. has far as his thought process goes mm-hmm. is blocking George Hurst from doing things so i think it's consistent with the character on that front but uh still think it's weird that he's like colorful a, and thoughtful with his language it is It's a
1: right little out. like socioeconomically aware for Bullock i agree with that
0: yeah that's fair um, yeah that's fair
1: what did you guys think of the the last line our lord of art in heaven fucking stay there
0: it's 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 fine it's fine what do you think i mean i i think it's a good last line
1: i think it's just that al's whole thing is that he thrives in chaos and god represents order and he'd rather that stay away for as long as possible yeah god is yankton because like submitting to god's will for you is a kind of order bringing order to the universe.
0: Doesn't it kind of go hand in hand with his other line in the series where he says, like, announcing your plans is a good way to hear God laugh? Mm -hmm. And here he is talking directly to God through, you know, a vessel, Trixie, saying, stay in heaven, God. That's like he's laughing at himself, right? He's got to be aware that he has like he he has no control over that. He's just announcing his
1: opinion, his wish, if it were up to him, which it's yeah, my lowly wish
0: is I don't give a fuck. Yeah,
1: I wish God would let me forge my own path and not interfere in any way. Yeah, right, exactly. Which is a weird, obs- yeah. I don't know. I accept all the help <laughs> I can get. It's interesting that uh, bent that some human beings have, where you're like, I want to do it myself, or it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think Al's the, the kind of guy who believes. I
0: don't think Al's who believes anyway. Be yeah. But, right, uh, but
1: he's still espousing a philosophical I mean, opinion vis-a-vis God.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Did you say Al is spiritual? I I, I, I think Al is
0: spiritual. Yeah. Al is spiritual. <laughs> uh, I he's superstitious. Think that- He's definitely irreverent when it comes to it. So even if he believes that there's, I mean, we never, this is all speculation because we, we never see him at a church. Uh, right. he doesn't go to funerals. So whether or not he does believe in it, uh, he chooses to be irreverent in the way of like, you don't have power over me at the very least.
1: It seems yeah. like even if he met God, he'd go like, Hey, you bastard. And you're, you know, like he has a perverse uh, yeah, desire yeah. to spit in the I eye got some of whatever authority, you, you authority big, there is. Yeah. Or you
0: cocksucker. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I do like the one. There's one moment with Al. Uh, it's a sad night. Something's afire. Christ, I do have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a like, he's, he, you know, he's joking to himself. Yeah. But he's like, whoa, yeah, he speaks to himself, but he's like doing it. <laughs> it's such a, like meta bit now. Cause he's like, yeah. he's treating himself as both the speaker and the audience. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very it's, weird, it's yeah, Jim actually, Gaffigan think,
1: doing think... his high pitched voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I
2: think Milch steered into that a little bit in ways that kind of bugged me. Like when, uh, Trixie and Saul like when she was going into labor uh, mm-hmm. he Saul spoke heightened in a way that he didn't in the three years of the show where she's going into contractions and he's like call the doctor we should do or whatever fucking Yoda thing he said that <laughs> uh, seemed very unnatural like, like by they both Brad Dourif we shall eloquently. thrive sorry <laughs> yes What did Michael say? By Brad
1: Dorif's magic, we shall thrive.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Um,
1: which he didn't have enough of an arc just because he's my absolute favorite. But I understand why. Like he didn't have anything he in particular needed to wrap up. But I was like, "Where's Brad (laughs) Dorif?"
2: He's He's my favorite character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. He's Um. so good, and it was like it's very funny that like by the end of the three season run of Deadwood, he was like coughing blood into a handkerchief and then yep. when yeah. they started this it's fine like that that was wrapped yeah. up yeah. he's, he's, it's he's okay up. it's just no a cough. It's fine. he cured his tuberculosis sometime off screen <laughs> All
0: right. i don't think he ever had tuberculosis it's I been 10 say. years it's been 10 years he's just it was just a cough it <laughs> <laughs> just allergies just it was just biggest, allergies the whole time it's just the biggest red herring of all time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
2: uh it's like god damn it al away. you got your fucking goddamn liver you. disease al and i was like what about god you god damn are you, you, you? you al <laughs> <laughs>
1: My thing? No, that was nothing. That was just
2: a cop.
0: He he Yeah, he he's truly missed in this show like for all the reasons you guys said. He is, why, yeah, there there's isn't. there's
2: not enough of him. The same way there's not enough E B there's favorite. not enough of Brad dorff He's so fucking yeah. good.
0: I don't think I've ever been floored by a scene more than him. The Civil War scene? Yeah. Yeah, screaming at God like, Mommy, did their screams not sate you, Lord? You know, like, he is so, and he's so drunk. And it's just like, (laughs) oh, man. The White Pages. Bring me the White Pages. The (laughs) the darkest place I've ever seen. He's honestly one of
2: my favorite actors of all time. Like, he he came out early with uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. As yes. Billy Bibbit, the stutterer in that show, and missed uh, in dude. That movie, and then like decided to stop acting for a while and take classes and teach classes, just because he was like truly was like, oh, I, I, I don't think I'm good enough to act professionally, <laughs> so I'm going to go back to school. For my
1: ministrations cannot work at this remove. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. my talents, such as they are.
1: Yeah, that's right. Suck cannot function are, yeah. at this remove. <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, Daniel,
1: did you know he's also one of the villains yeah. in the first Mist game? You know, which used real filmed actors.
2: No, I didn't. I know he's he's uh, a, a bad guy in those Lord of the Rings movies, that people are. Super he's really yeah. a worm tongue. But uh, man,
1: Mist is just such a deep like nerd cut. I couldn't. I was blown away to look back and realize There's
2: like a, a voice actor he's, in it.
1: No, because Mist uses filmed actors. He's like filmed on a green screen, going, "Bring me the red pages. I need the red pages to destroy my brother."
2: Who are the most famous people in these games? Well,
1: nowadays it's gone to the point where they do celebrity casting, but like no, but I want specifically this
2: game that you're talking about.
1: Oh, in Mist, oh, it's Brad Dourif by far. Yeah, at this looking back. But it was one of his first roles, that's it's just bizarre to see him in there.
0: That's so good. Why are we talking about Mist? I love it. I <laughs> don't oh, know, because we gotta wrap up. The, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah it, it's uh yeah, yeah wow. it's... um wow. what is your I'm uh, really
2: what, what's your favorite thing in this
0: movie? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Do you got one, Michael? To give me time to think.
1: Charlie Utter's <laughs> caved in skull. <laughs> now um Jesus. Uh, I do
2: I, I, I will I'll I'll answer first that I Calamity I Jane
1: always and forever the is my life answer.
2: that Charlie Utter had for himself. Like that Yes. Uh, he he got this house, he got this land, and uh the yeah. little N word general fishes <laughs> on it. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. the kind mm-hmm. of life that I'd like to have. And the conversation between him and Hearst where Hearst is asking about his father, is a really great scene. And it is. you know what, I I, I, know I, what I, 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 would... I like it for yeah. for Charlie Otter's last scene.
1: Mine's Joni and Calamity. It's so good as it has um, been.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna kind of go with uh, Dan the the scene between Samuel Fields at the end with uh, Bullock, one of my favorite scenes, even though it it has the ending of like moving on with hope kind of stuff and they like hold each other's hands. It has this other effect that I thought for the longest time and I've brought it up before, uh, Timothy Oliphant, I don't, I always thought that it was just like perfect casting. Like for Deadwood, Seth Bullock, like he's just a stilted emotionally guy. I mean, like Timothy Oliphant is like he's he's the villain in Live Free and Die Hard. He's Hitman. Right. Like sure. the roles that he was getting before Deadwood didn't show much dynamic range as an actor, and when in Deadwood, he's kind. I mean, he was of, great um, in The Girl Next Door. He, I mean, that's the thing that that's what it's showing me is that he's got more range than I thought, uh, because like in Deadwood. He, he'd do things like um, you see it like teenage actors do, who like kind of like lack the confidence. Like uh, he, he would just always be one note and be very stoic. But I, I think it was a very specific choice by him to just be that person the whole time. Yeah. Because that's what Seth Bullock is. I thought it was David Milch just having superior casting and being like this guy actually is kind of like that. So he's perfect in this role, but the scene with him and Samuel feels in the movie, where he's crying and like, basically he's going like, I don't know if I, I don't know if the things I want make us succeed as a group, like that lack of, yeah, that ambition, that heightened ambition that Seth Bulk has for doing the right thing, not revealing, not necessarily being the right thing all the time, and him coming to terms with that as he deals with this guy who's like. Could be dead, you know. Like yeah. he could, de- like they're old. He the, getting the shit beat out of you. He might be dead, and you know Al might be dying on the uh, on the other side of the camp. So that whole sequence at the end with uh, the uh, I forget what the song's called, but the uh, the one about the dancing girl. It man, was no, man. no.
2: I know, I, know, I know the song. It's uh, somebody. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely that uh, <laughs> that one. That whole montage is. Perhaps yeah. the favorite to me Even though I know we started this podcast As like the completion arc Was too much yeah. That is probably still sure. my favorite Michael it's what's your so favorite? Well designed. Oh for me it's Joni and uh,
1: Calamity Really? Just because it is, it's an arc that was so long coming And I was waiting for it so hard And I think such an original arc For a period piece that centers around Dudes saying the word cocksucker to have like a strong <laughs> complicated lesbian romance was i thought pretty awesome i was just very into that i ship that couple for sure
0: oh, that's cool Oh yeah they're, um, they're amazing Calamity I Calamity wish we could talk more being
1: the star Her first
0: She starts off as the and She like starts off With the first line Good drunk acting
1: Is also very hard And yeah. that actress's yeah. ability To act at every level Of drunkenness From sober to tipsy To shitfaced Is amazing mm-hmm. And she can switch between Being shitfaced for comedy Or being shitfaced for tragedy Somehow
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, the first lines are given to Calamity in the movie, and yep. it's uh, just the first one is, Ten years gone, approaching that same self-hill I thought to lay me down and rise no more. Oof! Give me wide berth. That's just past wind.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we, we really breeze past it, but the, the fact that this movie opens with Calamity Jane and trains coming through Deadwood is fucking perfect. Yeah. What an amazing yeah. entrance to this movie.
1: It's the more yeah. things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And then before it does the Deadwood, like before it shows Deadwood mm-hmm. as a reveal of like we're now a town, it's the fu- it's the last bit of her line that says it, and she goes, Oof. I have a left cheek ass blisters percolating mm. son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just like you are. I love how the the mixing of the crassness it's like, it's always the same with milch. It's always this heightened thought that makes you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. There, that is a really deeply involved in intertwined, like medley of emotions. And then he's like, as soon as that happens, he, he, you know, bows down and gives you this, but I'm still a lowly servant, you see. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like with his crass language or his, you know, like it, he's perfectly Calamity Jane because Calamity Jane always does that. Like she does something good and she's like, oh, I've just, I probably left a bottle somewhere. I'm a fucking yeah. drunk.
2: Here's something profound. By the way, I just fucking farted. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. That's, that,
0: that's what makes it like an apt conclusion. To that's the, very the, interesting. The I'd, I'd
2: love to. Uh... Watch all of Deadwood again with uh, Calamity Jane in my head as like the David Milch. Oh, please analog. do. That's that's <laughs> yeah. a really good idea that I hadn't considered. You're smart, Abe. You're a good guy, Abe.
0: Hey, you're a bright I fella, love him, man. <laughs> you're a bright fella. Uh, uh, so that means I have to be to the bad more. guy, which I Unless will be, you- um, Okay.
1: because unfortunately i feel like we could go equal uh, length again uh, on this but i got another guest for another show who's been sitting here quietly for 10 minutes so i have to wrap us really what the fuck to to do a tales from the pit Six
2: thirty, uh, uh but i wanted to make
1: sure uh people if i mean our fan base overlap is strong but i still wanted to give dan a chance to shout out quick question and all that stuff so please do sir
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I have a podcast with uh, Soren Bowie called Quick Question that you can find, God Almighty, you can find by Googling it. (laughs) I I know it's on Spotify. I know the website Spotify. Spotify. To find it. Uh, Mostly, I think you guys, if you like me and you like Abe and you like Michael and you like all the work (laughs) that we do, you should contribute to the Small Beans Patreon.
1: There you go. Whatever you can give,
2: just do it. Uh, do it guys it's keeping a lot of people employed and we're all making fun stuff for you the listeners it's true
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course apropos of nothing don't mm-hmm. forget to catch last week tonight with john oliver
2: uh, oh yeah yeah if you guys want to uh, congratulations
0: life, by the way is in order Emmy consideration. Well, oh yeah, oh, I guess okay. I'm an Emmy
2: nominated writer now. But that's nice. No, mm, I was like for the
1: job. It's so. been like years now. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Emmy nominated Daniel O'Brien. Well earned. Loves it when Calamity Jane describes her farts. And yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what we we'll go out on. <laughs> uh,
0: I'd watch that. Actually. He's like, I like that.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up. All right. Exactly. All right. Well, All right. I guess Thank that's you so much guys. episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And we'll do something else some other time.
0: Yeah. We'll yeah. Sorry, I got to rush it. but know how to do it now. Finally. <laughs> we will <laughs> yeah. do something else Past some other time.
2: Us. I I will. By the way, I will do this once a week if you'll have me. I'm. I'm really happy awesome. To talk to you guys okay. About movies.
1: We always wonder about bugging you, but fine.
2: No, I have. Holy I have. Shit, I, have I have no friends <laughs> yeah. and nothing to do. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, right. right. I think
1: one of the barriers was one of the barriers was figuring out the recording system, but we've done that. So get fucking ready. Yeah, get
0: get ready to take our shit.
1: We will cover (laughs) the Deadwood movie eight more times. (laughs) This is what we do. I really want to
0: talk about this just for another nine hours. So it's you you can't you can't force me to stop. (laughs) Exactly. All right. All right. So long, gentlemen. Bye, bye. And audience. Yeah.